This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? Hey, yo. Welcome back. This is season two, episode Episode 22. 222. Of the All Love, No Fear podcast with your host. This is KB. I'm in the building, ready to pod, ready to get this thing popping. Co-host, Mr. Mayor Mark, what's my name? Mm -hmm. Mark (laughs) Mark Metapoetic Bennett. Yes. We're here, ready to give you some content. Word to content. Big bird. Content during the quarantine. Yes, quarantine content. Yes, God. All love, no fear podcast. We are here. Yes, we are. So here. we are what week seven, week eight into this quarantine. We are way too many weeks. And I just, I just want to put it out there, guys. I'm, I'm over it. Gonna be honest with you. Just, just now, because I've been over for. I mean, you know, for a little while it was super cool. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, it wasn't super cool. Well, not super cool. It wasn't super cool. Like, it was a little stress-inducing knowing that, like, the Rona was out there and it was, you know, they were, we still weren't sure, like, what to do with it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I'm kind of like, okay, so I'm not going to be like those people who are, like, rushing out, like, first thing when outside opens back up for sure. That's crazy. But I'm definitely at the point where I'm starting to feel like we've been inside too long. Like, yeah. Like I can't. I'm like, and I feel like as it's getting warmer, I'm just like, first of all, I cannot fathom the concept of wearing a mask in the in 80, 90 degree weather. Like that's just crazy. Yeah. First of all, and um, and also, they said that you're gonna try to open up by May twentieth, but I heard the reason why is because businesses have said that they can only hold on to May fifteenth uh-huh. before they have to file for bankruptcy. Uh huh. So that might play into a big reason why they're trying to do that because they realize that a lot of businesses will have to file for bankruptcy by that time. So instead of having them do that, they'd rather just open it up. So okay. that might play into it of what that reasoning is. Okay. I, I didn't hear that, but that's that's interesting. I mean, I guess I could see. Um, I could see. Uh... It's, it's going to be crazy because outside of the fact that people are, are going to be infected, uh-huh. Um, a lot of people who might not have any um, jobs or businesses, I mean, any uh, daycare, I'm sorry, uh-huh. any daycare won't be able to go back to work because the daycare is still closed and they have to go to work. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of health issues. It's, it's going to be a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something else for sure gonna be something else so it's gonna be it's gonna be a very challenging 
um, time ahead. Um, and you know, I think that people, people, people are going to be wilding. Cause I mean, honest to God, what was it last weekend when it was like 70 degrees? Uh, it was kind of wild with, uh, <laughs> the people that were outside, uh, uh, all this stuff. So People were outside without masks and, you know, whatever, whatever. My dad lives in California. He was telling me how they basically out there acting like there's no coronavirus going on. Um, it's basically just people outside um, hanging out, doing the same stuff, like nothing's happening. So it's very interesting to see um, how various places are kind of uh, dealing with this. So I don't understand um, how how it's going to look when we finally going to gonna open up again. I'm scared. I'm scared. Very scared. Very scared. Yeah. Um, so we just got to see what's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to be fine, though. I, 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 we're going to keep keep, keep our, ourselves in prayer. We'll be prayed up. We're going to figure right. it out. Need to be prayed up. All right. Hey. Um, you got love or lose it? Have we greeted the people? Have we welcomed them? Oh, Have we shouted yeah. them out? Um, shout out to the people. Um, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, on our website, Podbean, Himalayas, all them things. All the places. Um, people going to work, people not at work, people working from home, people looking for jobs, um, people at home safe, people at home not safe, children. I guess two children was supposed to, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. They might um, be hearing it in the background for their mom and Maybe. Um, shout out to all y'all. Um, once again, appreciate to the people. Appreciate to the fearless fam who keep who keep keep us uh keep us uh relevant. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So thank you so much. Yes. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. I've celebrated it maybe twice in my life. I mean, listen. And one, I, and one of them was just with my, with my job. Yes, I have celebrated, I think, in the past <laughs> with my job. And I know that this is the, today is a day when the bars and the restaurants in the city are like, Because people be going out for the after work, same quote, the mile situation. And so the bars in the city are stressed. Right now, because ain't nobody in there. Because people go on... Cinco de Mayo is just another perfectly acceptable day in the week for people to go get lit. And um, that's not happening. And I heard so, that they were messed with it like that in, in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, like Cinco de Mayo is totally a us thing. It's yeah, not it's, a Mexico it's just, thing. It's just in America. It's just us doing, you know, our appropriating thing. Nothing too crazy. We, we, just, we just want to be drunk. So, yeah. In, in that's, any, reason, any other reason. That's really it. No, so, like Jay Patrick's. No big deal. So, you know, this is where we are. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's what's happening. But so to those of you who will be celebrating at home with your, um, homemade libations, we salute you. Um, blessings be upon you. Um, so what do we have next on the agenda? Love it or lose it. Hey, love it or lose it. Hey, 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 love it or lose it. Hey, love it. So we kind of going like between like first tenor, second tenor, band or tune. Is that <laughs> is that what we were trying to do? We were trying to hit the range. Is that I, I don't know. we were trying to show the people your range? Trying, 
Yeah, got diversify the raisin times. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so <laughs> if I love it or lose it, you usually have four options. Mm-hmm. And you gotta choose one. You got to hold on to, never let go, and one you gotta lose, throw away, never to see again. Um This is all hypothetical. We're not asking you to do this in real life. This is just for fun. Yeah. Um usually only one person knows the category and the choices. And uh, the other person or whoever else is in the room does not know what the choices are until, until they're they announced. Set. Yes. And this time it is Christian's go. So, and go. Uh. All right. So, um, you know, this is the month of May. Um, Memorial Day is fast approaching, which means uh, the unofficial kickoff of summer is a mere three weeks away. Summer. I mean, outside still appears to be closed. So I don't really know what we're really kicking off to at this point, but you know, it's whatever. Um, so in thinking about summer kicking off and because I was eating right before I, I thought about this love it or lose it, this is a food based love it or lose it. Um, if you've listened to this podcast enough, there's always something about food involved in the love it or lose it. So this week's love it or lose it is summer barbecue grill items. Okay. Love it or lose it. Your summer barbecue grill item options. Ribs. Barbecue chicken. Burgers and hot dogs. These are summer barbecue classics that are on every grill every summer. They taste great. We get various, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Iterations of them from various backyard barbecues and park barbecues and all the barbecues that um, we try to hit up every summer. Um, last summer, we did not really hit many barbecues. I don't know no. why. Well, you know, I was hoping to turn it around this summer, but you know, you see how that went. Um, summer 2021. Um, so yeah, um, summer barbecue grill items, love it or lose it, ribs, barbecue chicken, burgers, hot dogs, and go. Um, this is why it's difficult. I, I, if I'm just going by taste, it's easy, but I don't know if I'm going by only taste. Okay. I'm going by like what's necessary for barbecues. Okay. And I don't know. Choices, choices, man. To, to throw it away. Um, do hot dogs include sausages? Do hot dogs include sausages? No, when I when I said so, hot dogs, I just meant literal like Nathan's Frank's hot dogs or ballpark or whatever people use because you know, Nathan's is not cheap. Yeah, I'll just get rid of hot dogs. If you're not including sausages, I'll get rid of hot dogs. You like sausages? Sausages and and um, like the bratwurst and stuff yeah. like that. That's nastiness, but carry on. <laughs> you do you, friend. You do you. Um, yeah. I, I think um, out of those options, like, I, I I was close to getting rid of barbecue chicken, honestly, because a lot of barbecue chicken is not made correctly. Like, most times people make it, it'd be dry. It'd be dry, 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 dry. Which is confusing, because why all that dry, sauce dry, dry. and the chicken still dry? It'd like, just, it just be the driest. Crazy. I want, I want people to do better, but it'd just be dry. I want people <laughs> hey, just, I, to I mean, make that chicken moist, yeah. As you get that way. I want people to not kill me with their dry chicken. Whoa. But, and I um, think that'd be the worst part. Yeah. You'd be thinking the chicken is not dry. Because he's looking like, oh, it might taste good. Oh, oh it's not. The disappointment. It's just dry. The disappointment. Okay. It's just dry and charred. Okay. The disrespect. <laughs> not dry and charred. <laughs> Well, that's pretty good. 
This is me driving char. I cannot. <laughs> oh, I was trying to drive me. I cannot. Cool. Who is that? I didn't come here for this. Wait, you cooking all that much? Still be joy? All that cooking? Why am I out here? Why? <laughs> why? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, that's, that's why. Whole barbecue compromise. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to eat nothing else y'all got over here. Your chicken dry. Okay. And I, I, I get why some of people get dry because like they're focused so much on trying to make sure it's cooked all the way through. Mm-hmm. They'll be thinking about, hey, make it not dry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, feel, mean, I, feel I, feel like, like, I feel like they'd be more stressed about making sure it's cooked all the way through. Yeah, it's a, it's a sacrifice because the last thing you want to do is have a, bar- a barbecue and give people salmonella. Yeah, I wouldn't get some raw chicken. So, so I, like, I, I, get, I get the stress. but I get it from a whole standpoint. It's just like, listen, at least the chicken won't kill you from salmonella. You might choke to death trying to chew in it, but the salmonella won't kill yeah. you. That's so sure. maybe maybe my loser is is barbecue chicken. Because okay. that is like I I've had a lot of bad barbecue chicken mm-hmm. from barbecues. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a lot of dry, <laughs> dry, dry, dry barbecue chicken at barbecues. I've had a lot of it. So maybe that's 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 the loser. Maybe that's like depressing. I've I've had a lot of like I've I've gone there and every time I'm like. Like why I do this to myself? Like once in a while I get it. Like if the, like if you if you if you're not sure if you make it dry or not, just do wings because wings are like it's impossible to dry out wings. No, it's it's not. Impossible. It's not impossible, but it's much harder to dry yes, out sharp. wings than it is to dry out everything like, else. Anything else, especially yeah. breasts. Yeah, breasts be dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just do wings if you're worried about just do the wings because like it's easier to just work that out. I don't have time for, them, for that dry meat you be trying to me. <laughs> so yeah, my love is going to be barbecue chicken because y'all don't know how to cook it right. It's your fault. That I lo- I love it's your fault. That y'all love, love barbecue chicken. It's, it's, it's your fault. It's your fault. That's fine. For the dry charred barbecue chicken. That's fine. I was thinking hot dogs because hot dogs is nah sometimes. But I've had very, I've, I've had very fewer bad hot dogs. Yeah. At a barbecue. Because barbecue is usually on the grill, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's not boiled. They're not boiled. You're not boiled. Yeah. If you boil hot dogs on the grill, then you're stupid. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, like, so it's grilled, so it's usually fine. Even if it's, like, extra crispy, it's not terrible. True. So. True. Yeah. And. I I, I think I'm, I'm, I am, like, <laughs> hot dog is one of those things where, like, it's important to have at a barbecue, but not everybody really wants. Like everybody really wants one, and then everybody's good. Yeah, like, no one wants. Like some people do. Y'all go hard with hot dogs. Y'all are weird. But um, <laughs> listen, but, when I was pregnant, hot dogs was hitting. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hit. Like, but it was it was a certain craving, which is fine. But like people would just be like regularly just wanting like eight hot dogs. That's all. That's 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 weird. You don't see that. Don't but most times people just want a hot dog because like just because it's a barbecue, you sh- you should just want a hot dog. But like after one, you kind of like okay, that's one one or two is usually usually exactly. the max amount of hot dogs. I will agree with that. <laughs> one or two is usually the max the max hot dog intake. Yeah, like when I go to, with the exception when I was pregnant and I was like hot dogs. Um, most of the time, I would maybe have like two at the most, and then that would be kind of most times like the end of that. Like if just hamburgers, you do one hot dog, one hamburger. Yeah, yeah. One hot dog, one hamburger, and that's usually yeah. enough for me with some uh, like, sides and accoutrement. Like, people will probably choose a hot dog just because it's, like, less meat and to, like, not have as much. But it's not a... Yeah, it's not a... 
I don't think it's like the the best taste. But it's just it's just like a signification of this is summer. Yes, it's barbecue time. Yes. Here's a hot dog. It's just, yes. it's just it's just a signifier. Yeah, yeah. It's like all right, it's official. People got dogs on the grill. Yeah. Hot dogs in winter is just weird. Also. You know what? I've never really thought about that, but I don't really eat hot dogs at <laughs> hot, all in hot, winter. Hot, hot dogs, dogs are winter. specifically a May to September type of thing. Hot dogs in winter is And then it's canceled. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I'll I'll, I'll lose the barbecue chicken. How about you? Lose. My lose? Um, I was um, hovering between um, hot dogs and barbecue chicken as well, but I was leaning more towards barbecue chicken for a lot of the same reasons that you listed. Um... <laughs> Imagine the disappointment of picking up a piece of chicken that is slathered with barbecue sauce. It's got grill marks in the right places. It smells really good. And then you almost choke to death and have to go to Nassau University Medical Center where you will surely die. So, um, yeah, that's not a thrill. Um, I think my issue also with barbecue chicken is a lot of times people barbecue the parts of chicken I never want to eat, i.e. dark meat. So that's the other that's the other problem. I almost never go to a barbecue and the barbecue chicken is actually like wings. Um, I get the breast is hard to barbecue, but I never want dark meat. So every time they'd be like, oh, they got barbecue chicken. And then I look and it's a bunch of thighs and legs. I'm like, well, I'm going to head out. Yeah, because um, you can get like 80, 80 legs for like $7. No, I completely understand. I, <laughs> I have once hosted a barbecue and it was definitely, I paid maybe $10 for all of those chicken, all of those pieces of chicken that I got of legs and thighs. So I can't, I'm not going to dispute the affordability of size and legs in a situation. What I am saying is, it's not for me. I don't like it. So when I see it, I'm just like, ugh, this is a disgusting situation. If they're wings, I'm like, yes, let's go. But otherwise, I'm like, no, I'm good on that. Um, I think the other reason I say no to barbecue chicken is because... It'll be dry. It'll be dry drumsticks. That's what I'm trying to say. It'll be, it'll be dry. Like how to drumsticks and, 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 and dark meat is usually moist. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I just don't understand. It's just... It's very confusing. Um, I think my other reason for choosing barbecue chicken is because... Maybe I don't know... Maybe my expectations of what barbecue chicken are supposed to be... is supposed to be, I'm sorry, and what it actually presents itself to be in real life are not the same. What do you mean? Because I feel like in my mind, barbecue chicken is chicken that sat in some kind of barbecue marinade. Correct. And then you put it on the grill. Correct. Not you put it on the grill, you maybe and then, lime and, and salted it, and, and then, then just do, put some... Do some brushing. Some, some brushing. Like, that's <laughs> that's not that's not barbecue Some brushing of, of barbecue sauce. That's baked chicken that has a little barbecue sauce on it, in my opinion. Um, it's just... It's not the same. So it's just like... And then it's like, I have weird like things about proportions of sauce to meat. So sometimes I've had oversauced barbecue chicken. Then I've had undersauced barbecue chicken. Like it just feels like I chance it too many times and I don't get it right enough. <laughs> so I told you, we, 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 we charred and dry. Charred and dry. So it's like now I've gotten to the point where like I very rarely eat barbecue chicken if I go someplace. Unless it's wings legitimately. I very I very rarely eat barbecue chicken when I go someplace. Because I'm like, I've been disappointed too many times. <laughs> it's either been too much sauce too little sauce, too dry, slightly undercooked. Like, I just, I don't want to risk my life. So barbecue chicken is probably my loser because it's the thing that's least likely to end up on a plate that I make for myself at a barbecue. Just because there's too many variables and I just, it doesn't seem worth it. It doesn't seem worth it to waste prime plate real estate on something that's so so 50-50 in terms of how it's going to turn out. 
Word. And I don't like to waste people's food. So somebody may want that. I'm just not the person that does. So, yes, I think barbecue chicken is my lose it as well. What's your love it? Uh, probably ribs. Okay. I very rarely have bad ribs. Okay. It might be because of the people who I hang with they make good ribs. Mm-hmm. But I really, I very rarely have bad ribs. Like, I'm pretty sure there, there are places where bad ribs do occur. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I, I don't know where they are. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't frequent those places. Yes, you don't frequent those establishments. <laughs> those, those establishments. It's not where I go. So, I don't know. I know. I don't know where those happen. You don't. You don't go to the ghetto. Yeah. Um, I have had bad burgers. How is that possible? You keep saying that it's not possible, but it's always it's stuff. How? I need answers. I need someone to explain to me how is it possible that a burger can be bad. Um, it's never happened to me, so I don't know. I've never had like a flat out awful burger. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. But never at a barbecue, though. I've had, like, sketchy burgers from, like, diners and, and you know, McDonald's. But it dep- like not at a barbecue. It depends on a few... Because it depends on a few things. Number one, it depends on how they mix, make the, mix the burger. Okay. Sometimes oh. they, they, mm. be, they be adding things that shouldn't be in there. You're correct. You're correct. You're correct. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't, I didn't ask for all this... Yeah. Extra stuff. We yeah, added stuff to it that should be in there. Um, how long they cook it, put it on the grill for. Yeah, because not everybody wants like a medium burger. Sometimes the burger's dry. That, I have had that. Yes. I have had a dry burger. I, I just slather it with mayonnaise and... Like, I'm choking to death. <laughs> you know where I've it. had that when, when I go to like, uh, like, company barbecue type things. Yeah, because they're they're like mass producing these burger patties and it's like something. Depending on when you get there, you might get on one fresh off the grill and it's kind of juicy. But if you got to get one out the pan, you don't know how long it's been sitting there. It's just been there. You about to choke to death. Yeah. You about to choke to death. It's just been there for a while. Yeah, it's not really a vibe. Yeah. Um, It's not not bad. It's just dry. Yeah. It just doesn't have any oomph. But like, like burgers kind of balance it out, of course, with the the, like the toppings and... Mm -hmm. If you have, if, if, but sometimes like you go places they don't have any like accoutrement. Which would be the worst? It's like what am I supposed to do with this? They don't be having the lettuce or tomatoes or the ketchup. Uh, they have ketchup. They'll, they'll, they'll have ketchup and maybe some mustard. Yeah, because like they're doing hot dogs so and a slice of American cheese that you got to put on this warm burger. Yeah, it, which it, is just disrespectful. Yeah, it, it, like dry cheese, <laughs> like cold cheese on a burger be trash. Yeah, yeah, it be, it be it's, it's no way to live. It's no way to live. Yeah. That's, that's that's why it's not burr for that reason because there's a lot of variables of why that why that's trash. Um, yeah, cold cheese and hamburger is trash, and I I get it. People like they they try to like ease the process. That yeah bur- yeah yeah burgers there even cheese you can put it back on the grill. It's never the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's never the same. It's after, not after, after the burger's been cold. Yeah, it's never again. It's <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same. Yeah. Um. Also, I, I do gauge people to, that y'all should diversify your cheese selection. Facts. Um, if you're going to be cooking burgers. Yeah, because it can't just be that American plastic. It can be a bunch of singles. Yeah, it can be a bunch of American plastic singles because I'm not... <laughs> like, diversify your cheese. Upgrade your cheese. Right, like, there's so many options out there. There's mozzarella, there's provolone, there's Munster, there's Grie if you're feeling a little fancy on the Colby kids. Jack. You got, there's Colby Jack, there's peppercorn, uh, what is that? Monterey Jack. Like, there's just... Yeah, There's just, just options. There was fire. Stop, stop you don't cheap. have to live like that. Stop being cheap. 
I'm not saying like some like if you if you're doing it for like you got like a large amount of people. I understand why you're being cheap. You're just not trying to right. But if you if it's only like a few people in your in your in your, in your house, step it up at your house. Yeah, you know? just, just do better. All right. Um, that's good. Yeah. You? Oh, you? my love it. My love it is going to be burgers. Um, yeah, yeah, burgers. I do love a burger. When I go to a function in the summer, the first thing I'm I'm beelining for is when are the burgers going to be ready? Like I like a rib, but ribs are like my like I got to be in the mood to want a rib because some because ribs are messy. You got to get your hands dirty. You're gonna get sauce all over your face and potentially your clothes. And I'm a klutz as it is. Um, I it's very hard for me to keep clothes clean sometimes i'm not a child i promise it's just that inevitably somehow some way food falls on me while i'm eating and i don't notice it sometimes until like an hour later and i look down i'm like oh there's like a stain or a grease mark or something so um ribs ribs don't really facilitate me not making my clothes dirty especially in the summer when you wear a lot of white so um if I'm in the mood for a rib, I'll have a rib, but like black that's not got, my... Black people got to figure out their love of all-white parties. Let's figure it out. No, we don't. There's nothing that. to figure out. They're nice. We like to go. <laughs> we have to figure out why we're so obsessed with all-white parties. Because we black and it look nice against our skin. That's why. Because white people don't do all-white parties. <laughs> they just, they just have parties. They just be all-white. They just have parties. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but... Uh, ribs are my ribs are not like my go to at like I have to want that. But like when I show up to a barbecue, I'm looking for a burger. That's the first day I'm going to see what's up with the burgers. What's tea? What y'all got over there? Um, I remember one year I don't know where it was at, but Mark Francis shout out to Mark Francis made a burger where he kind of like made a hole in the burger and put cheese inside of it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, he, he he's a he's a very good. I, I I remember it to this day. I was like, that is good. Like I've never had, I had never had it before. Where somebody they just like put a hole in the burger meat and slip the cheese in there. Like it was just. I'm 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 always a ready. delight. I'm always ready for uh, Mark Mark Crane's barbecue stuff. I am. Yeah, like you know when when outside open back up. Hopefully, he'll he'll have a barbecue and the kids can come and get some Mark Francis barbecue delights. But um yeah, burgers are my go to. Like they're just. When they're done right, you know, and charred right, it's just juicy. It's delightful. When you have the right accoutrement, like you said, you can really make it a bonanza. Um, and, you know, if somebody want to put a little bacon on it while they're grilling it, yes, God. Like, it's just, there's so many ways for it to just really be a blessing um, to you. And so I think, yeah, burgers are my, are my love it. I can never go wrong with a burger, except for, you know, the time you mentioned when people be drowning them out. But for the most part, my experiences with burgers have been really positive at barbecues. So, that's my love it. Word, word, word. Word. And that's word. love it. Oh, lose it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, great. All right. Um, We're moving on. On to our main topic. Main topic oh, if you have any day. questions for I Love It or Lose It, please email us. All Love No All Fear podcast at gmail. Any, or if you have any suggestions, you can email us there too. Facts. El Fatos. Or, or Los Fatos. It's not real Spanish, but... Um, it's not so bad, Christian. It is, but... You know, <laughs> it's um, so bad. <laughs> I don't know why you hate it. Um, you don't want me to be great. I just want you to have better Spanish if you're going to use it. I can do whatever I want, first of all. And... <laughs> 
My Spanish is lit. It's it's pretty bad. You are a hater and a hollerator in the dancery. <laughs> That's what you are. Um, but you know what? You can't help yourself. It's who you are. That's right. It's true. So on to our main topic. So, um, I don't know if you all are aware. Um, those of you who are, because our listeners is a, is a broad base of people. So there are people who are of our age range who be outside, and then there are people who are not of our age range who don't be outside, but they may have kids who be outside. So you know, whatever. Either way, um, you've heard Mark and I on this podcast talk before about talk before about something called Duce Palooza. Correct. It's basically like and the, and the Joe Budden podcast and the Joe Budden podcast. We've talked about both those things on this on this podcast several times. Yes. Um, Mark and I have gone to Duce Palooza twice now: once in the summer, once in the winter. And um, basically what it is for people who don't know, it's basically like, I don't want to say alcohol-based because that sounds crazy, but it's also called... So it's kind of like an alcohol-based house party type situation. It started in this guy's basement um, like eight or nine years ago or something like that. And it was called Henny Palooza. And, you know, people brought Henny and they brought chicken and, you know, it was, you know, just a good time. A nice little kickback situation. And then they p- ended up partnering with um, Rock Nation and, and, and with Duce and the brand of on Cognac. A, on a side note, it's it's always interesting because Henny Palooza was such a big thing, but Hennessy would never sponsor them. Yes, Hennessy wouldn't sponsor them. So like, like they were all, they was buy all the liquor themselves, had yes. to do all themselves. And like, meanwhile, they was out here promoting Mad Heart with Hen- Hennessy. Yes. So, like, that's what, like, when Duce was like, we'll give you money, like, oh, we'll go to you because y'all actually care <laughs> yes. about what we're doing. Yes. So, you know, that was a level up for the for the gentleman over there. So, um, Duce Palooza, it's become, like, a kind of nationwide thing. They go around and t- to different cities and do the parties. So, you know, they've been New Orleans, yeah. D.C., L.A. And they have guests. And they have guest artists come out. So, we, I think... We spoke about it before, but, like, basically, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of like a party in terms of, like, the people who are kind of running it are like just this group of guys who just yes. doing it. So it's like, it's not like five people you see on TV. It's, just, it's, it's like nine dudes. Is it nine dudes? I it it's, it's a decent sized group. I don't know if it's nine, but it's not it's not a huge, huge yeah. group of guys. It's, it's, like, it's like a group of dudes who like who are friends from college. Yes. Start doing parties. So like they, they go on stage and be rapping along to the words while the music's playing. Just like how you and like a couple of friends might be doing it, but it's just them and they're just hosting the party. Right. And like, but they all... The, because it's so big, though, they, they're also able to have, like, guest artists come. Yes. Like, so Wale has been there a few times. Trey Songs. I J- think Jay-Z's, not, Jay-Z's been there. Jay-Z's been there. I don't know if he performed, but he was, like, No, good. he did. He did? Okay. Yeah. He did. Like, that was a big one when um, they announced, I guess, partners, like, a few, like, a month or two after the partnership actually happened. Oh, okay. That was a big one. Well, I wasn't there, so. No, you weren't. But, yeah. um, There's a couple, you know, well-known artists that have come and, and performed at, on the stage for a couple of minutes. They don't come and do like a full set. Like they'll come out, do two, three songs and then get on out of there. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a nice time. I've, I've had fun both times I went. Um, so last week was not a great week for them um, as a, as an organization. So like I said, you might know about this if you are like outside and pay attention to these things or you might not. But anyways, what happened was there's a young man by the name of Chris Stiles who was one of the main guys, like if you've ever seen like any visuals of Duce Palooza or you've ever been to one, he's the main like hype guy 
Like, he, he's one of the people, like, on stage, like, you know, hyping people up and dancing along to the music and stuff like that. Just kind of, like, you know, engaging the crowd and getting the people going. So his name is very much uh, closely affiliated with the Duce Palooza brand. And last week it came out that he had been accused of sexually assaulting a number of young women over the years. I think the last count I saw was 17 people who had come out and said he had been sexually inappropriate with them in some way um, or coerced them to have sex or, um, you know, treated it, treated them poorly after they um, um, decided they didn't want to have sex with him. And he just basically, from what the reports are saying, it sounds like he um, has, has a pattern and has had a pattern since his college days out here on Long Island of being, um, very aggressive and inappropriate with women. Um, so when it first came out, um, Duce Palooza said replacing him on indefinite leave can come pending an investigation. The next day they came out and said, we're firing him. He's no longer affiliated with the Duce Palooza brand. Um, he also did a live, um, an Insta live sometime last week. And basically he said, oh yeah, you know, the PR people told me not to do it. And I agree, he should have listened. Um, because basically <sighs> he came on and didn't give any type of apology. He was basically like, yeah, I'm not that type of guy. Like if I've ever disrespected anybody, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. But if I've ever raped you, take me to the authorities, take me to the authorities. Get me prosecuted. Da, 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 da. And it was just like, this didn't help you look like better or uh, sorry or or any of these things. Well, so the well, PR well, was right. You should not have done this. Well, a lot of people do that. Like, I, I, think, I, I think Kevin Hart did the same thing. Yeah. Kevin Hart was like, nah, I'm going to go and tell my story. It was like, PR person was like, nah, it's not a good idea. You should shut up. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like people feel like, nah, I'm going to say what I got to say. And people don't listen. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not how... That's not how public relations work. You right. Sh you shut up. You shut up and let it die down. Listen, if the public relations person tells you to shut your mouth, they're telling you for a good reason. Yeah, that, that's like with stuff like that, the best thing to do is to shut up. Yes, especially in a situation like this where, you know, with the Me Too movement and all this stuff, it's a lot of hypervigilance and not necessarily bad, but there's a lot of hypervigilance about um, sexual assault and, and that type of stuff. And, you know, people aren't playing with that anymore. People aren't just being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people aren't dismissing that anymore. When these claims come up now, people are, like, actively, like, oh, yeah? They're actively investigating. They're paying attention. They're keeping your foot on their neck. I mean, they're keeping their foot on your neck. So it's not like you can just kind of have something like this come up against you and you just brush it under the rug. So it's like the two, the two. you have to be very careful with any type of public statements you make. Because if you're trying to control the narrative and you're really not guilty, if that's what you're saying, you got to be careful about how you word that not guilty statement or whatever you want to call it. The two options that you'll have is to shut up, don't say anything, or or you have to fully confess up <laughs> yeah. and be fully sorry. Right. You can't, without without any excuses, without any pretense. Right. right. Those are your options. Right. If you're not going to do the... Confess up. I'm this whatever I did, I apologize. Like start with a full apology. If you're not going to do that, then shut up. 
And the PR person was like, he's not going to apologize, so you just tell him shut up. Right. But he did not listen. He made the, he made the live anyway. And honestly, it was like me and my coworker watched it because one of my coworkers, she, she knows a few of those guys um, from her college years. So she was like, girl, you seen this? And I was like, sure did. Let's watch. So we watched it together and it was just kind of like, this didn't help his case at all. It makes him look like what the women are saying he is. It absolutely, like if I had any doubts about any of the stories, his live confirmed that his personality is what they say it is. Because mm-hmm. he came off very like arrogant, like, do you know who I am? I can't believe that you would even accuse me of something like this. Like that was the energy he gave. So that's how it came off. Yeah. So that happened. And then the next day, it came out that the founder of Duce Palooza, the one that most people know about, Cam, um, was also guilty of doing some type of weird sexual assaulty thing. This young lady who I guess used to work as a blogger slash event organizer, and I guess she helped him out with one of the Duce's, like, you know, or Penny Palooza's or whatever back in the day. It was after one of the events. Like, you know, they were just kind of hanging out, milling around in the venue or whatever. And he calls her over. They're talking for a little bit. He, she said he puts his arm around her and gives her a side hug. And while he's kind of... Because you know when you get in a side hug, like when somebody hugs you, like you can't really move your arms, so to speak. And so he was kind of holding her like, you know, her... I guess, you know, if he was hugging her with his right arm, her left arm was up against his like side and her right arm is being held by his right arm. And so he's basically holding her like that. And he uses his left hand to pull her shirt up and expose her bra or whatever. And she basically was like, she was really humiliated by it. He just kind of like, she was like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? Like, you know, whatever, whatever. He just kind of laughed her off and was like, nobody will believe you, whatever, whatever. And so that, kind of brought people to start doing some investigating into him. And then um, it was uncovered that he's a scammer or used to be a scammer. So the storyline came out that he's basically banned from participating in any like financial related organizations. So he can't work for no bank, no financial company, nothing like that. Because apparently when he worked at Chase a couple of years ago, he was giving one of his people's... um, customer information and basically over half a million dollars of customer money was stolen as a result of the information that he was selling to people or giving to people and getting paid for. Um, and I, it's, it's public record. I'm not saying anything that's slander or lies. You can go right on the internet and Google his name and it'll come right up in the search. Um, and you know, so it just, both those things kind of cast a negative light on their brand. And then um, other people in the group, people uh, in the Duce Beluza group, people were like, oh yeah, well this person was kind of handsy with me at a party. So it's just kind of like the empire's crumbling, so to speak. So um, what I wanted to kind of talk about today is, um, so before I get there, um, so all of this happened. Rory, who is part of the Joe Budden podcast, is also, I think he is the... CFO or the COO or something. No, he's the general manager of the Duce Palooza brand. So, of course, when something about this comes out, he is one of the people that they're looking at. And I saw a lot of people at him on social media like, yo, Rory, your man's wild and da 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 What you got to say about this? And then people saying, oh, well, 
he hang with him. That's his man's. So he know what time it is. He know what his man's is doing. He probably doing the same thing too. This, that, the third, and the fourth. So Rory came on to the podcast, the Joe Button podcast last week, Wednesday's episode, I believe, and kind of addressed the situation. And he basically said, you know, that's somebody I consider family, whatever, whatever. But I was really disgusted by what I found out. I never knew that he did stuff like this. I never knew him to be that kind of guy. Um, I understand why people think that I would know because, you know, I consider myself to be like good friends with this person. But, you know, I basically feel like when the information was presented to me, I confronted him immediately about it. Like, bro, what is this? What's going on? You need help, whatever the case is. And so the conversation that kind of stemmed from there was um, about how men learn or don't learn what consent is when it comes to interpersonal relationships with women. And then another topic that they also discussed a little bit was men being accountable with other men. And so I kind of wanted to talk about this today and kind of get Mark's kind of thought process and perspective about this as a man, because I saw a lot of the comments on social media and people were kind of like, you know, there's always people who are going to be like, well, all those girls put themselves in that position or they did this or they did that. And I'm like, yeah, but I also, I, I, yeah. And I, I was saying to Mark in the car one day when we were driving around and we were talking, I was like, one of the girls made a comment and said, like one of the girls that reported about Chris Style said that when she was in college, he was kind of like very aggressive with her. But at the time she was young and she didn't really think, not that she didn't think much of it, but she just was like, oh, this is how like dudes be acting and just kind of rushed it off. But as she read the stories that other people posted, she was like, this is what happened to me. I didn't have a name for this. I didn't know what to call it back then. And so I just kind of brushed it under the rug. And I, it kind of made me think like... I'm 34, so now I have the knowledge, the life skills, the whatever to identify something like that immediately. But if I had to look back at like 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old me, I probably would have had the same reaction to somebody being like aggressive or rough with me like in a party or some other kind of session like that. I I would not have immediately been like, oh, this is sexual assault or any of that because I just didn't have the knowledge to think of that. I'd have just been like, oh, he's a wild guy. I'm going to stay away from him anytime I'm out because he'd be doing the most. But I don't think it would ever have occurred to me, oh, this is this is something more serious. This is, some, this is a big problem because that just wasn't my mindset at that point in time. And, you know, when, when you know, guys are perceived to be because apparently Chris Styles was one of those guys who would rock around and be like oh I'm this I'm that um apparently he was telling people oh I know Jay-Z this that 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 was his like hey come get with me like oh I know Jay-Z like that's that's it's very nasty nasty. but like it's like it's like when guys are doing that (laughs) like you like when you're young you just don't have the mindset to be like okay and Like, you just try to brush it off and kind of make excuses for it and try to forget about it. Because you're just like, when you're at that age, you don't want the drama. You just kind of want to move on with your life. Because when, like, guys like that, they kind of make it seem like, the the things they say and the things they do, they make it seem like they're untouchable. And, like, no one will believe you if you tell someone, 
oh, this is what this person did. So when you're younger, you just kind of push it to the side. And it's not until when you're older and you start thinking about it again or something happens like this where a bunch of stories come out, then you're like, wait, this really was X, Y, Z. So in the conversation that they had on the podcast, um, Rory was saying, you know, they were talking about how a lot of guys don't know what, like where the line is drawn between a woman consenting and not consenting. Like that line is very blurred for a lot of, a lot of men. They don't know like that certain stuff is, you know, teetering into a salty, rapey waters. And they don't realize like, because like they were saying, you know, men are conditioned to be um, aggressive all the time. And so like, it's like, they don't know sometimes when they're going too far with women they just feel like oh that's just how i'm supposed to be as a guy that's how i'm asserting my manhood and they talked about you know how insecurity and other stuff plays into when some people are hyper aggressive but i just i just never thought about the fact that you know men have to be taught what consent is for them to know and so i just i wanted to kind of delve into that deeper with a man yeah um the two things I do want to talk about is that and also the um, how we check our other men. Yes. Because I, I think that's a big thing and it's something I was thinking, I was thinking about while that was happening. Um, so in terms of consent, I think that uh, it, it comes with a um, how men can uh, bring up other men mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, how people of our older generation bring up other men on how you're supposed to act mm-hmm. and how you're supposed to be in relationships and how, like, that all kind of ties in together. Um, you're supposed to be more aggressive. You're supposed to be more stoic. You're supposed, like, it, it's just all these things that you're supposed to be as a, that they tell you to be as, supposed to be as a man in relationships and everything. And that kind of plays into, oh, I have to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. It, it, kind of, it, it kind of just plays into that. Um, I think uh, even regardless of all that, the still fault is still on the person who uses that information mm-hmm. incorrectly. Um, it's like it's like we can people can blame stripper culture, but you shouldn't because it's still on the fault of you. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm because, just laughing at that because I remember a very interesting conversation about stripper culture. Yeah, because like people would try to blame that because like the um, people would say when you go to a strip club, um, women cater to you regardless of how you act. They still cater to you because they're trying to get money from you. But then they'll, they'll try to bring that same energy mm-hmm. to other clubs, to regular clubs, and wondering why. You're not getting the same information, the same um, mm, experience. Experience. You're like, oh, I bought this person drinks. So it's like, no, it's not the same drink. Right. Um, and I, I think, like, like I said, it's uh, but it's still on the guy to just pull, like, just treat people with respect <laughs> and everything. Mm. Um, it comes, like I said, I think it comes from guys not checking other, checking themselves, mm-hmm. and like. A guy was saying like, "Oh, this worked before, like this, so I'm gonna do it this way with everybody." Mm-hmm. So, 
sometimes they'll just play like a numbers thing. Mm. It was like, all right, I'm going to act this way. And for every 20 girls I do this to, one person going to say yes. And that's all that matters. That's alarming. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I'm just alarmed. Because, because like, it, it, even, like, when and how, like, I've, I've, I've been to clubs with the guys who are kind of, like, the whole time, like, yo, I'm just trying to have sex tonight. And there's, there's be, like, looking mad lurky the whole time. Just trying to, just trying, they'll, they'll stay all night just trying to find that one. And, like. Y'all some predators. <laughs> so, they'll, they'll, they'll keep trying, trying, all the stuff. And like, all right, someone's going to catch you on. Playing this numbers game. Okay, creep tastic. Yeah. So like, that's that's where that culture comes from. Mm-hmm. That's where the culture comes from, and it comes from insecurities. It comes from uh, so many different factors, mm-hmm. and and not having people, not having other men tell you how to treat men, treat women. Growing up. Correctly, because oh, yeah. like, it, it, like even like a lot of the older men growing up, they would say crazy stuff about how how true wise. Like even like the vernacular they use, ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Um, how they like you have older men still like um, looking at women a certain way and like making comments like like it's just it's just history and years of that. Mm-hmm. And like all that just kind of seeps in, and everything. So like I I think like that kind of um, it's where it comes from. What you do with that information is different though. Right. So it's still your fault, regardless of what you. It, it, it's it's like saying like I went through all this stuff mm-hmm. when I was younger, so that's why I did this. Correct. This is the cause of what you did. This is the cause of why this happened. You are still rock. <laughs> so regardless of what the reason why behind everything you were still wrong right behind it um and i think that's kind of um where it is um back to the friend thing i not even friend but just guys checking other guys even if they're not close friends because mm-hmm. like i i've i've i think i've done well in like making sure i'm not close friends with anybody who's like that right but i don't i do i will for um say i am guilty of people that I've been around and I've seen lurky behavior uh-huh. and I, I I have said things like oh just watch out for that dude he's, <laughs> he's doing too much but I wouldn't go up and like say hey you need to relax okay you don't do that and like or and he why like, do you oh. think why do you think that you haven't done that is it because you feel like you weren't that close to that person so you didn't feel comfortable saying anything or like was it something else I think it's a combination of that uh, I, don't, maybe I, was, I don't feel like I was that close, but I don't know if um, I was ever. I, I think a lot of times we're brought up to just be like, "Oh, that guy's acting crazy." That I just won't associate myself with them uh-huh. instead of saying, "Hey, you don't do that." Right, right. Um, it's like the um the guy who who named nameless and how he came into our church acting crazy and doing the most swollen, like. Like if you know, you know. Yeah. So like he came and did all this stuff, and maybe it should have been my res- my responsibility or other guys who've seen it to pull him to the side. Like, hey, we don't do that. Right. But that's not what happened. We're kind of like, all right, let me just, just associate myself with that. Right. Or 
or just tell girls like, hey, maybe she like stop, like, like but stay like, away from him. Yeah, maybe just stay away from him. But like that, but there was no pull him to the side. Like, hey, this is how we how we treat women, mm-hmm. and that that never occurred. Okay. Do you do you have an idea of why? In that particular instance that you're referring to, why I just, that didn't I just happen? never thought of doing that. Okay. And that's what I'm gonna say. Like, I, I don't think it's like stuff like that is something that you just never think about doing. I don't know. I don't know why. Okay. Because, because, like I said, I think we're just taught that guys are just, turn guys are just like that, and that's just mm-hmm. how guys are, and this is how they are. Okay, that's interesting. And certain guys like that, but like, we're not thinking about how detrimental that might be. Mm-hmm. And if if we maybe thought about that more, mm-hmm. how detrimental that might be, and like, hey, let's pull this person to the side, even if I don't really know them, and they he might listen to me, but at least I feel like I'm trying to. Like I tried. Do that because like maybe if enough people did that, then they would gradually change right. instead of becoming worse later. Yeah, because because like something like that happened and like something like Christos could happen. Exactly. Because like if if gradually as things were happening, like hey, I see what you're doing. Hey, come here, relax. Right. Cop, like we don't do that. This is not how you treat women. Yeah. And like, if enough people did that. That probably wouldn't happen because you're like, all right, let me just right because you know, like, it's possible it could have, but like yeah. at least you feel like uh, there's enough people around him who who would say would something say, who has who's in his ear right because when I first started reading the stories, it was like more recent stuff, but then when people who posted from when he was in college out here on Long Island said that he was doing the same thing, I was like, because oh. not for nothing, um, and this is no shade to. Uh, men who are in black Greek letter organizations. I know several who it's, are wonderful. It's just, however, it's just Greek organizations. However, um, having been to college on Long Island, I've definitely encountered my share of very aggressive, overly touchy fraternity guys. Yeah. For sure. Of all different fraternities, not just the one that Chris Stiles is a part of, but all of them. And so when I heard, I think it's a fraternity in general. Yeah, but that's a yeah. Story. Like I was just saying it as like I'm not shading them as a group. I'm just saying my experience, and I'm sure many other girls that I went to college with at my at the time I did can testify and, and speak very much. And I can think of a few people off the top of my head who can speak very directly to how the culture can sort of embolden these guys to feel like because they've got some letters on their chest or you know they do this or that that they have a right to you as a woman and if if you don't acquiesce to that they're very nasty to you and it's encouraged like i've seen it where you know a guy will try to talk to a girl you know, or and if the girl dubs him or doesn't give the response he wants, then he'll clown her and, and try to, you know, be disrespectful to her. And his people, his brothers, will be standing there egging him on and laughing and basically encouraging the behavior. And so I'm like, I can see how when he was in college, this type of behavior permeated and was accepted and was supported by other people because it's it's the culture it's unfortunate but it's the culture it's not the whole culture but it is a real part of it and acting like it's not would be um would be uh 
unrealistic. Now, don't get me wrong. I do also recognize the maturity level of young men at 20, 21, 22 versus, you know, 30, 31, 32. I do recognize that there's a maturity difference and there's a lot of stuff that you just, when you know better, you do better. But it's also like thinking about the fact that this guy is like close to my age. So he basically has been doing this for at least 10 years and not one person in his circle has been like, bro, you doing too much. I'm not or, saying that or, he's done this around everybody that he's ever been around, but I'm saying he's done this. He has to have done this around somebody who could be like, my man, my man, you look crazy. And you look wild. And it depends on like, and but look, saying you look wild is not enough. And that's what I'm trying to say. Because like, yes. because that might have happened, but that is not enough. And I think that is the problem. The problem is that is not enough. Because right. like, because like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that, that is happening. Because like, I've, 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 I've made that statement to people. Like, someone looking like, yo, you look crazy. Relax. <laughs> but then it stops there, though. Right. <laughs> it doesn't go any deeper into why you look crazy. Yeah, like, you look crazy. Like, simmer down. But there's never, like, a deep conversation about um, what respect for women looks like and what, and what like, that whole conversation with that. And I think that is... Um, what I'm getting at in terms of our responsibility to address it, we need to address that a lot more. We need to address um, when things are looking crazy, how how that looks, and like we need to address like how to um, have that conversation. Yeah, because I find it interesting that you know men are so um, you know for the most part very, you know, take charge, alpha male, take the bull by the horns and many other aspects of their lives. But when it comes to checking other men, the hesitation exists. I, I, and once again, I don't know if it's, it's a hesitation as much as not knowing how, not really being brought up on how to make to have this conversation. So not even knowing to have the conversation. We, in our minds, saying chill is enough. And they should know. They should figure it out. I'm not so. I'm saying, like I, I don't think it's a hesitation. I don't think it's like saying like I don't think it's a, it's, a, it's a physical hesitation. It's just because like into like this whole thing happened. Listen, like I thought I was just doing my part of just not being cool with them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying, right? So it's like, oh, this person's acting crazy. I'm not cool with them, so I don't want to associate myself with them. Because I don't want to say I'm associated with them. Mm-hmm. That's how far. Most men have gotten mm-hmm. to it. Just, I'm just not gonna be associating myself with that craziness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got you and everything, and like not even like to the far extent of rape. Like on the Billboard podcast, he was saying a lot of things that's true. Also, um, how you how much are you checking uh, your friend who cheats on his wife all the time? Mm-hmm. How much are you checking your friend who doesn't pay child support? How much are you checking your friend with that take care of the kids? Like, how much are you checking your friend with those things, too? Mm-hmm. Like, there's things that you're like, all right, are you just going to, like, uh, yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, should, you should figure that out. Like, mm-hmm. like what, what are you still associating yourself with that with that level mm-hmm. and everything? And I, th- I think that's kind of um, what, what I'm, I think, where I'm going to in terms of magic. It's just a lot of things that we not we don't think about. We, we Like, like I said, Maybe I 
it, it might, like, as I'm putting it together now, it might come through our own vanity, too, mm-hmm. of being like, oh, we're just better than that. Okay. That's 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 a perspective. Yeah, that's a perspective. Like we're we're just we're we're, we're better men. So those are just regular men. So we're, we're better men. So that we'll, we'll let them just do be, be trash. Right. Because that's just how that's just how that's men just are. how they are. And ultimately, that's, that's, that's just that's just how men are. We're just better men. We're just better men. Okay. <laughs> these are average, regular, run of the mill, basic men. That's just how they. Act. We're upper echelon, different, better men. Yeah, it, it, it. it might it might come with the vein of that. Okay. That vanity. Okay. That we, that we might have as I'm as I think about it, like might just come with that, that vanity of. Oh, what is a better man? Oh, I, I just don't associate myself with, with non-better men. But then all those non-better men keep associating with other non-better men and the cycle continues. Yes, and and those and and men who act that way are still affecting women negatively and it's not helping the cycle of how women not being abused. It's not helping. Yes, it's not helping anything. By yes. me disassociating myself exactly. with what's going on. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I and I think that's the part where, and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think it's a hesit- I don't think it's a hesitation as much mm-hmm. as like, no, nah, it's just how they act. Over there. Right, right. I mean, I, I understand you know that there is difficulty because the way men kind of interact in friendships and the way women kind of interact in friendships is completely different. Correct. Like women in friendships, like we be in each other's business. Like we, we do not we, in each other's stuff. Men really are not like. Men, men can be friends for thirty years and still not know a whole lot about one another. Yeah, and, 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 and that's and, not a negative thing. It's just we, the way you associate. It, with it's, it's not even other. that. We just have different categories for men. Yes. So we have one because again that we talk about business with. Mm-hmm. One person, one group of men we might talk about more family stuff with. Mm-hmm. One group of men we might party with. Right. And a group of men we might party with, we're only there for the party. We're not there for. Like you don't do all the other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not, not, not coming to you for a serious conversation. We just right. know you know where the drinks are. <laughs> but those men might be trashed in general. But, we, but, 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 but you know what I'm saying? They, yeah, they, 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 they know where the spots are. Mm-hmm. They get the VIP table. Like, we just have, a lot of times we just have these circles, these different circles of men. Mm-hmm. So, because we don't associate with um, these certain circles on mm-hmm. different levels, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just different. Right, right. And everything. So, like, I, I think that's kind of part of it, too. Yeah. So I guess my question is like how how do we get to this point where men are moving more from I would rather just disassociate myself to men taking an active role in like trying to help their friends be better men only because when it comes like men are a very special um, very special uh, species of creature and you know, a lot of times the truth is men only hear things from other men. They won't receive it from a woman, even if that woman is their mama or their grandmama. Like there are some men who just receive things better only from better from men. Like that's just bottom line, scientifically proven fact. So how, like what, what does it look like for, for men to get to the place that you're, that we're talking about where they feel comfortable enough to tell their friend, Hey friend, or just other man. Or other man. Hey, other man. Because I think it's, it's you're acting friend, like a crazy man. person. You look nuts. Here's why. This is you need to change this. Um, I think the first thing it comes to, and I, 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 I'm, I'm relating this to like how black people treat other black people. Okay. Um, number one is to not stereotype or not to um. 
that's wrong. Not to disassociate yourself immediately because you feel like you're better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Uh, so like just let them to the because like that I, I say it with black people because like a lot of times we we tend to categorize ourselves as mm-hmm. black people sometimes kind of mm-hmm. like oh no we're, we're the we're the upper echelon of black people mm-hmm. with a with a bougie class. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all are doing over there. What y'all right. ra- your ratchet trees? Not ratchet trees. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing over there with your ratchet So y'all need to simmer down with your ratchet I don't. I'm not. I'm not over there with y'all. Yeah. So like, but when you see the ratchet trees, you kind of like when they see when they see the ratchet trees, you kind of like, oh, let me associate myself with it instead of saying how to do better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with men. Mm-hmm. When we see crazy stuff, we kind of like, nah, I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. Not with your. I'm not gonna be with your nonsense. Right. Instead of saying that, like, all right, let's figure out how we can do better mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it takes people to get out of themselves okay. <laughs> and stop feeling um, not a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it, I think part of that also is um, men tend to less likely want to start a conflict with other men. Okay. I can't speak for for one, but I know for men, we are very much less likely want to say something to start a conflict with other men. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I, women, I, I, I women think we want to start conflict, but we just be like, listen, this has been on my mind. I just want you. To a, a lot of times, we try to, very hard to be polite mm-hmm. in how we approach things. A mm-hmm. lot of times, we don't because because um, we, we we tend to do that a lot more. Mm-hmm. We tend to like approach things, trying more polite with certain things with other men. With other men, especially men we don't know. Okay. Okay. Like we, we'll we'll fight our close friends uh-huh. a lot more, right? But like other men, we don't know that well. Mm-hmm. We tend to do a lot more of um, not um, pushing. I guess like like trying, like trying to trying to keep our distance. Trying to like all right, we just cool. Okay, and not trying to start create a conflict. So I think we have to find ways to we have to understand the conflict might happen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's really what it is. Right. I, I think we're we're just we're very we're very prone to like not want that conflict. I understand because like men are definitely more prone to like get into a physical altercation than with with a close friend with a close friend than just a random person. Yeah, yeah. So I understand that. I mean, I I guess. I, I hear that, but you know I. Think but that, that, but that's where the OG comes from. That's yeah. that's where the term OG. Someone that's that's why like they they, they people we always say that someone you should have a OG. But sometimes the OGs don't know how to talk to women, treat women either. Yeah, they're trash. Yeah. <laughs> the OGs be the main ones with you know a side family that come to the funeral. You be out here looking wild, crazy like oh, I know he had all these people over here this whole time. That's crazy. Um, what was I going to say? I think I was going to say that I think it doesn't have to be that you're saying this to like a stranger that you don't really know. But like, if you've been friends with a guy for like five, six, seven, eight, nine years, you should be able to tell him, bro, you are doing the most out here. You look absolutely nuts. Because when Rory was saying he considers Chris Styles family, I was like, okay. I understand. So if you're if if you're referring to someone that you think you're that close to as family, 
you should feel like you're able to go to them and be like straight up like yo no but with that situation I don't... He, i'm not saying he knew i'm just saying like if you're referring if you if if you're in a situation where a friend of yours is being accused and you consider this person to be family and you know about this behavior prior to the whole thing coming out i'm not saying rory did i'm just saying hypothetically if the situation was that you this is a person you consider family and you know about this before it comes up like how are you family if you're not but but if you're not comfortable enough to be like my but, man but, but what's happening to you but he said he would he, he said he said he would and he said he did but i'm just saying like that's not everybody's situation there are guys who are like legit close enough to be family they've been friends for how many ever odd years and they still don't feel the comfort yeah to say something so it's just kind of like how do we because, how do we break that down and so that we can become more effective well like i said I, I, I think it, first thing it comes through is like understand I, I think that comes with the understand the value of doing it. Mm-hmm. And that it's a more it's more important than they think. Yeah. Because I think if you don't understand the value of doing it, you wouldn't do it you're not gonna do it correctly. Yeah. I think I think you just understand the value because I, I think um if you understand the value and why it's most effective and how that could affect it'll, it'll affect you and, and affect your children, children's children. Mm-hmm by not doing it, then you're more inclined to breach that breach that conversation and have that conflict for the purpose of a better good. But a lot of times they want to breach that conversation because they don't want to have that conflict. Right. Right. Because like, no, like, like, like they, don't, they don't want to like ruin their friendship. Right. Because I guess nobody also wants to feel like they're checking another adult. Yeah. And nobody uh, wants uh, to feel like they're being checked by another adult. But it's yeah. like at some point like we have to, you know, flatten the curve to use the current terminology on this type of behavior because it's just like it is twenty twenty. Like there is no reason that we should still be having stories like this coming out about people. Like it is it is absolute insanity. Yeah. And these are people who have been around for enough time to see all the scandals that have come out over the years of people being so I'm just like the fact that you were still doing this stuff up until like last year, this year is insanity to me. Like you saw everything that happened with Harvey Weinstein and with Bill Cosby and R. Kelly and Russell Simmons, like all of these exposés have come out of people who have been practicing this kind of behavior. Like, why would you as a person who is obviously capable of being on social media and following the news and following these things, like, why would you not say to yourself, let me clean myself up because everybody's tea is being poured. Let me, let me pull it together and not be this person. If not for the sake of decency, then for the sake of just not looking crazy and embarrassing your whole family. Yeah. Because you look not... Because I can only imagine how Chris Styles' family feels. Because I think Chris Styles is Jamaican, which, you know, explains a lot, but we'll, we'll move on. Um, but, like, I can just imagine, like, his mama being like, this This is what I raised? This guy? Like, I would be mortified if I was a parent and my child is on the Instagram live carrying on like this and people reporting all these stories. So it's just kind of like... In this day and age, like, I can't imagine why men are still carrying on this way and thinking that they won't be exposed, that they won't be called to the carpet and being held and be held accountable for what they've done. I'm like, we're not doing this anymore. As a society, we're not doing this anymore with men just out here treating women however they want. 
So I'm just kind of like, men need to get on other men and be like, look, we got to stop doing this. We got to stop acting like this. This is not the right way to behave. And I don't know if it means that we start teaching boys about what consent and what uh, appropriate interaction with women looks like from freaking preschool. I don't know if it needs to be part of the school curriculum. Like, I don't know what it will take, but like something needs to give because we can't keep having this conversation decade after decade after decade. Like at some point we got to learn and, 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 and figure out strategies to turn things around because it's like, we can't just be having these little, these little uh, sexual deviants running around just like doing whatever and thinking that they can get away with it and not showing any type of remorse or anything like and i i know it's like a larger cultural societal problem than just you know one little crystal situation because you know our country is pretty pretty patriarchal and you know there's a whole a whole lot more stuff to um, unpack on that end but i'm just kind of like something has to give we have to start somewhere because this is not this is not a sustainable behavior and it's not something that men should be okay with, proud of. Like, it's just, it's just not a good look and it shouldn't be something that, especially young men of our range of people, like, this is not something that men of our, our range of people should be getting caught out there mm-hmm. doing and like, and like men of their own age not being able to speak to them and be like, bro, bro, what's, what's happening? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, men of Bill Cosby's generation were right. Not at all. They were trash, too. But culturally, there was a lot of different views about women's rights and men. And, you know, like, so I I, I don't agree with anything that they've done. But I also understand the way they grew up and their, and their thought processes. Like, they just really think messed up things about women. Like, what you said before about, like, some of the OGs, quote unquote, being trashed themselves because the things they think about women are very antiquated and garbage. But I'm just kind of like, we cannot have the next generation of young black men out here in these streets doing this type of stuff. Like, we have to stop it at some point. And I'm not saying we're going to stop every single person and whatever, whatever, but it's just, it. it's sad to me to see a, a 32-year-old man being accused of this type of stuff and you know um the response being just very tone deaf and not at all helping with making you look less like a guilty predator mm-hmm. um i will say cam did listen to the pr people because cam ain't said nothing cam has been quiet on this social media he ain't had nothing to say people been atting him too like yeah man we heard about you but he ain't said boo I've, I've looked at his uh, Instagram. He ain't said nothing on there. I've looked at his Twitter. He ain't said nothing on there. He has been quiet since about last week, Tuesday. So, um, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're if you the type of person that has done these types of things, you deserve whatever legal ramifications and other life ramifications come upon you. Um, I just think it's crazy that people do this type of stuff while being so public. Like, if you're a public figure, to me, I feel like you should be trying to keep your nose as clean as possible. You should not be trying to get caught up in no type of no type of scenes, no type of nothing. Like you should just be doing your job and going home to your house. You should not you should not be 
doing anything, especially in this social media, we record everything, we screenshot everything age. You shouldn't be moving like that. Because you you just going to end up, i.e. where Chris Styles is right now. And I can only imagine how he feels, you know, to, you know, basically be trending on Twitter for something negative like this. I can only imagine how he feels. And I'm, I'm sure he's probably sitting down and rethinking every decision he's ever made in his life. But also at the same time, I hope he learns something from this mm-hmm. because you can't move like anonymity is not a thing anymore. You can't move like back on how you moved in 2009 when social media wasn't that big of a thing and people wasn't screenshotting and recording everything. You can't do that anymore. In this day and age, it is very easy to be exposed and subsequently lose everything for poor decision making. So I hope that he now has some men around him, him and Cam, have some men around them who can counsel them in the right way and lead them down a path to being better men because this ain't it. This ain't it. With that being said, um, I'm very interested to see if uh, Duce Palooza um, moves forward um, once mm-hmm. outside is open back up. Because I know their business is heavily impacted by the fact that, you know, everything's closed. Yeah. And, you know, now that it's getting warmer, this would have been the season that they would have been doing a lot of events. And mm-hmm. that's that's a dub. And then I heard that, you know, uh, Rock Nation is, you know, losing money. And so they're trying to cut costs. So I'm like, now y'all out here preventing, giving bad people. Now y'all about to mess up the whole bag on some foolishness. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. to mess the whole. So I'm like, if anybody on that say team knew what Chris was doing and what Cam was doing and didn't say nothing, y'all deserve for y'all bag to be messed up too because y'all let these dudes mess y'all bag up. Sorry. Just just do better. Let's just, let's just do better, yeah. you know? I, I, I want to feel bad for you, but I don't because you did it to yourself. You did, you did it to yourself. Like you don't, there's no reason that you should be doing this type of stuff. Like, cause I guess I'm just like, there are so many women out here in these streets. There are so many women who would willingly participate in the sex with you. Why not just find one of them? Like, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, the ratios make sense to me. Like, you can find a woman who is willing, and will and will be fine with whatever happens. Like, why keep putting? Why keep doing this? Why keep chasing after women and treating them poorly who show you they're not interested? Like, I just don't understand. Like, why not just? Why not just go to what wants you? Like, I just I don't see what what is so hard about that. Um, but I really hope that we can do better going forward uh, as a people and that men can really start having those conversations with one another and, and holding one another accountable as men to be better men, because this is, this is not sustainable. This this is not a sustainable way of, of being. So yes. Thank you for your man insights, Mark. Appreciate it. (sighs) Not a problem. problem. Appreciate you. And I realize I'm, I got to do better with it. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. All yes. right. Let's the pressure's move. on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. All right. Good topic. Good topic. Good conversation. Good conversation. Oh my god. So, moving on. Oh, so if you guys have any like commentary about this topic, like you know where to find us. Um, you can comment oh, on social media. Love, no fear. Pcast at gmail.com. Yes. Hey. 
Hey, you comment on our Instagram page, our Twitter, wherever, and keep the conversation going because I think this is an ongoing topic. Like I'm, I didn't, we didn't approach this like on some. We gonna come up with all the answers and fix it all right now, but it is, it is something that we need to continue to talk about more and more. Um. So moving on to this week's artist spotlight. Artist spotlight. So this week, the artist spotlight is going to be on an artist collective out of LA called Bangers, and it's spread. It's spelled. I'm sorry. B N G R S. Um. They're signed to or part of Sugaroo Records. And basically, um, it's an arts collective of um, artists and producers um, out in L.A. Um, according to their um, p- this, their page that I'm reading, um, what do you get when you put some of Los Angeles' greatest emerging musical talent in a room together with the sole purpose of creating something dazzling and fierce? You get Bangers, a collective of artists and producers in L.A. Bangers is dead set on making eth- epic anthemic music that elevates and awakens. So they sound like soups fun people. I don't know how many people are in bangers, to be completely honest with you. It's very they're very anonymous. Um but you know, I heard one of their songs on um on Boomerang, uh on one of the episodes of Boomerang. Uh, I think it was this past season that ended maybe episode six or episode seven. Um, it was in one of the opening scenes with um, the character that plays Bryson, the actor that plays Bryson. Uh, I was like, what's that? Because I heard something about 718. And I was like, is this a New Yorker? And I got really excited. And at first I thought it was Leigh Kelly, um, 47, who we've talked about on here before. But it wasn't her. It was... Um, it was... Um, this young lady, this this group. So the group actually is made up of a couple of different people. Um, uh, the, no, that's the wrong people. Yes, but Latasha is the person who is providing the bo- the vocals on this particular track. So this track is called Big City, and it's kind of an ode to New York City, which I appreciate. So um, I think I screened it to make sure there was no cussing in it, but if there is, pardon me, uh, my bad. You'll be all right, though. It's not the first time you've ever heard it. Um, so here is Big City by Bangers featuring Latasha, who is from Brooklyn. Boop, 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 boop. Bangers. Who you know, Bill? 
like me got got it in line hold the candle to the queen who you know, uh, who you know lit to know. the t yeah today i got time i'ma give you what you need big city big city such as life in the big city big city big city such as life in the big city gotta keep it real in the big city letting go wise holding on to faith gotta keep it real in the big city i'ma get it right i'ma get it straight gotta keep it real in the big city letting go wise holding on to faith concrete heart no time for pity i'ma keep it real in the big city who you know stacking up the bundles getting none to no rebuttals baby i'ma be seen who you know million man marching with the mental of a martian yeah i have a dream featuring Latasha. Um so yeah, she's she's been out here in these streets since like 2010. Like she's open for Kanye West. She did like a, a she had a set at the Brooklyn Museum I think last year. Um obviously I missed it on one of the first Saturdays. Um she's done South by Southwest. She used to she's been part of the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. Do they still do that? I feel like I haven't heard anything about it in a while. We can look it up now. So. Yeah, that's canceled. Um, but yeah, she's been, um, she's also a writer and she's been a voice for, um, Maybelline and for, um, Ulta beauty commercials that run on television. Um, she's kind of, you know, popping out here in a big deal. Um, she's also a Haitian American, I believe. So shouts out to the Islanders. We out here in these streets getting to it. So yeah, um, check it out. Um, you can find more of their music and stuff on both Bangers and Latasha. You can find both their music on Tidal and Spotify and all the other um, streaming platforms. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, let's now move on to This Week in Random. This Week in Random. Okay, dragged it for a little bit. Let's go. Um, so... <laughs> I'm dying laughing at this key. Ch- I just saw some keychains. Okay, what are they? So one thing that's very <laughs> it's very true. If you know anybody who's graphic design, if you look at the name of their files, they look stupid. That's why we don't we send you the file that looks like nice mm-hmm. after it's done. After it's finally done, you give it like nice that like says like your name of your project and mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> but this one, this was a file that says. New three final 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 f f f f f ridiculous. Version two four point four. That's fine. And then the other one is for, for like Adobe Illustrator file. And it's a, it's a Photoshop one. It says final final f u c k this s h i t. I can't. I can't. 
<laughs> Version three point one. I can't. I can't. I can't. What? Is, why would you? Why would you not change the name of that before you send it to somebody? No, no, this is not when you send it to them. Mm-hmm. This, this is just what you have saved like on your computer because you like you make a lot of modifications. So you're mm-hmm. like, this is the final one, and then like they keep changing it. You're like, <laughs> like the PDF you send to them is like the real one. Uh-huh. It's like nice and wet, but the, the that that Photoshop file is probably like <laughs> stupid son. I can't because you have so many freaking edits. Like you like you keep telling like, hey, is this, is this good now? You're like, oh, can you change this? Can you change this? And I tell you like, tell me all the things you can change. Like, give me all the edits. Like, give me all the changes now. Yeah. So I can give it to you, and then you might change. Like, just tell me all the changes now. <laughs> but people don't like to do that. Why would that? Why would they do that? That that would be too easy. Mark's triggered, guys. Um, so <laughs> they have one that says, "Oh my gosh, don't crash anymore, please." <laughs> Child, you struggle. You struggle. It's so struggle. So yeah, these, these keychains are fantastic. That's if you want to get to buy it, get these. These are, these are send me the link. Send me the link. <laughs> these are fantastic. Send me the link. I'm gonna I'm see if I can get you. I can get you something for your birthday. These are, these are fantastic. Send me the link. Send me the link. I'll hook you up. I bless you. Don't worry. Um, so um, in this week, apparently we we dealing with Corona, and apparently there's some hornets that are coming to kill us as well. Um, did you hear about that? Uh, yeah, so all hornets. I'm like, what? What? So you're telling me that as the Corona is is disappearing, allegedly, the murder hornets are coming to get me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what they're calling them. They are, they're from Japan. They're from Japan. They look they look very cartoonish. Also, yes, I'm like they're, they're huge. First of all, they're huge and look very cartoon. They, they look like someone was like, "I'm gonna draw a hornet, made you a hornet." Yeah, and they made it. So they they, they look fake. Yeah, they don't. It doesn't look real. Like the picture I've I've, I've seen, I'm like, no. They, they, they look fake. And apparently, the venom in them is and the stinger are long enough to puncture. A beekeeping suit, which is insane, because do you you know what a beekeeping suit looks like? So the fact that they can penetrate a beekeeping suit is insane. So that means that they can penetrate my regular summer t-shirt or summer dress. Yes. And apparently, the the feeling is of being stung by one of them is apparently um, likened to the feeling of hot metal driving into your skin. I'm good, okay. <laughs> Like, I just want to make that very clear. I don't want nothing to do with none of this. So you're trying to tell me I survived corona to get bit and potentially die from a hornet? Nah. Nah, 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 nah. How they get here? They haven't been here all day. How they got here? Who brought them? This is what I'm trying to find. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this story. Because I, I'm starting to feel like, you know, it's a scheme set up by Todd to cancel our summer. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm not featuring any of this. I don't like any of this. Whoever brought them little bees and hunted and hornets or whatever over here, take them back. Come get them and take them back. We don't need it. We don't want it. We're good over here. Okay. That's we don't we don't have time. We don't need it. We don't want it. We are a hundred percent. We are a hundred percent fine. Thank you so much. If you know who brought them here, please please speak to them expeditiously. Okay. Thank you. Um, so speaking of, you know, the challenges with, you know, this whole quarantine coronavirus situation, obviously a lot of things have halted. Um, so a lot of movies that were supposed to come out, haven't come out, obviously. 
There haven't been any premieres. Um, so money has been lost. Um, we have production on TV shows and movies and stuff like that that has been halted indefinitely as a result of coronavirus. That's why the Empire finale was so whack um, in case there are people who still watch it. I watched it for posterity because I think I stopped watching the season two, but I was like, oh, the show is ending. Let me see what happened. And it ended kind of weird. And then when I went on the internet, they were like, yeah, they were in the middle of shooting the finale, but they had to stop due to coronavirus. So they put out basically whatever the last completed episode was yeah. as the finale. Because I was like, this is not how you end a show. Like this, it seems weird. It, it ended like, oh, there's more. So maybe they'll put up like a movie a short movie thing to wrap up the show for real, for real at some point. Who knows? But anyway, um, Gabrielle Union made a statement this weekend, basically where she said, most black celebrities are one or two paychecks from not being able to afford their things. Um, and I want to find the exact quote that she said. Um, so I can, I can read it. Hold on. Uh, she basically said, um, Everything is uh, smoke and mirrors. Like, this is just cliff notes. So basically, outside of people like, you know, the Oprahs and the Tyler Perrys who got money, money, most of these black celebrities don't have it like that. And basically, just because somebody's famous doesn't mean they have wealth. Um, you know, and a lot of, you know, marginalized, you know, black entertainers are, you know, really affected by the lack of income because a lot of them don't have, um, you know, liquid income. Like, they're literally living, like, check to check show to show yeah, or whatever because, the case is because like a lot of things it's 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 self-employment yeah. so it's like if you don't work you don't eat yeah so like they they are uh, if they haven't invested in something that, that's paying them mm-hmm. and that their their money is comes strictly from whatever they're doing mm-hmm. artist wise then like if it's not coming in then it's not coming in yeah like i can see like there are people like um like more well-established black like entertainers who aren't stressing right now. Like Denzel, I'm sure has enough money. He's he's fine. Yeah, and he has, and he has a lot of and he has other things going on. And you know, like Angela Bat and those types of people. I think that they're fine. They're not living check to check. They these are people that have had time. But I'm just thinking about like some of these younger actors and actresses who like maybe just got on a show that's regular because I didn't realize how challenging it is like for them for actors and actresses in general when it comes to the amount of work they put in versus like what they actually end up getting. Like, you know how many shows these people shoot for pilots that never go anywhere, but they spent all that time and effort and whatever and, money and, like, and, money, and, and the show doesn't get picked up or it only gets picked up they, they and try- gets picked up and gets canceled mid the first season. They be trying hard to like sell that show to people. Right. Like it's, it's, I, I used to, before, you know, I, I started really paying attention. I used to be like, oh, these people got money. No, they don't. A lot of them are like literally like, you know, show to show. Like, that's why you see people leave one show and they jump to another one. You'd be like, wait, wasn't this just on Blacklist? Don't worry about that. She had to go on over here and get her bag because her role in Blacklist is coming to an end. Yeah. So she said, let me just get over here and get this bag real quick because once this bag run out, I don't have another bag. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of interesting. Um, people's responses was like, yeah, whatever. Y'all need to be saving y'all money. Y'all need to do that. I'm like, yeah, all that's true. I agree with that. But I also do see the challenge that they face being a celebrity because it's like when people see you on TV or in a movie or whatever, they assume you have it. So you have to spend the money that you're making to keep up the appearance that you've got the money that people think you do. Correct. Which is, you know, a complete cluster of crazy. Yeah. But I can see how if you're not investing stuff properly I think and you're not... Easier. Hmm? 
with movies is a little easier. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, depends on how much you got paid. No, no. What I'm trying to say is like maybe you have to do that because if you're if you're highly requested, then mm-hmm. you're more inclined to get more roles. So, yeah. So maybe, maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe because like if because the reason why um, Kevin Hart was getting his roles because he was highly requested. Yes. Because he was in the in the um, spotlight. Mm-hmm. And to, you have to do things to get be in the spotlight. So maybe. maybe yeah. Like people like Kevin Hart aren't at the house stress right now. Like I think he's no, I fine. I, I'm using him as an example yeah. just like in terms of being in the spotlight to get more roles on other, on other yeah. things. Like for example, these people that are on these Tyler Perry shows like Sisters and, and, and um, The Oval. Like I don't, I'm not saying these people don't have other things going on but like they're not like quote unquote big name yeah. actors and actresses. So for them, they might be like so... The only thing I, I will say is I'm sure they're not doing as bad as other places because Tyler Perry has made his made his made his um duty to pay them what they're owed. Right. Allegedly. Yeah. Um but you know, you just don't you just don't know um what's gonna what's gonna happen, what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna take place. So Work. you know, I just I feel bad for these people because I'm like, well dang, um the struggle is super real. Yeah. That, you know, you out here, you out here living like people, like regular people, when the perception of you is... Like the regulars. It, yeah. When the perception of you is that you're supposed to be doing better than the regulars. Um. So, God bless them. I hope, I hope, I hope outside, open back up so y'all can go back to work and get the monies. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, celebrities, uh, so... We were talking about this um, earlier today, and I just want to like pose a question to like our audience: like, do people age out of making a certain type of music? And the reason I asked this question is because in the past like week or two, a bunch of people who are forty or darn close to it have re- have released music, and I'm just like, I think you're too old for this, and not because I think they're old, but like you're at a certain level of maturity where I'm expecting a more mature. Uh, musical product from you um so the people i'm referring to specifically kelly Rowland, who i love with all my heart um released a song called coffee and the visuals for it are amazing um and she's gorgeous as always i just i just am like kelly you don't put out music for like seven to eight years and then you come back with this um it's like to me it's like motivation part two and i'm like kelly i don't want to hear you talking about sex i don't i'm not interested um, then Beyonce did the Savage remix with, um, uh, what's that young lady's name? Meg the Stallion. Cute. But I also am like, Beyonce's 40. When she wants to stop rapping or att- like when I, I didn't come here for this. Um, you're a singer and that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. So I don't understand. Like, I understand she was experimenting with it. You was kind of playing around with it. Like I had fun with like, you know, a few of the songs that you rapped. I did. I thought it was super cute. I was like, look at Beyonce getting out here rapping. This is cute. But now I'm tired of it. Now I want you to give me mature musical product. And then finally, Brandy, who is like the singer of singers. Again, another one who hasn't put out music in a very long time. She'll give you a couple loose songs here and there, but she hasn't put out a body of work in a very long time put out a song and was promoting it on her social media, a song with Chance the Rapper. And I'm just kind of like, okay, this is a weird collaboration. Brandy also does very strange collaborations. Brandy won't collaborate with people in her age bracket at all. She keeps collaborating. Like when she had a song with Chris Brown, I was like, huh? Chris Brown? 
That's it. Chris Brown could be your child. Like, what are you doing a song with him for? Like, this is just strange. Um, and then she did. She turned around and did a collaboration with um, uh, uh, Chance the Rapper. And the song is called Baby Mama. And I'm just like, Brandy, really? This is what you're doing? Baby Mama. Like, I just I just feel like overall, I'm disappointed by the, the quality of, and content of their music. And I'm just like, y'all are better than this. All three of you. All three of y'all. What, what I will say so is why, all why? three of them, I think, in my mind, are doing it for it's three different things. So I don't want it. Brandy just needs a songwriter. She needs to stop letting her mama be her manager. That's the real gag. But you can hear she, that from she. Me. She needs a songwriter to write a song for her. She need to get um, back with Rodney Jerkins or something. Because, because her because like all of her songs tend to be meh. And she has a beautiful voice. Like she sis can sing. So I just That's do not said. understand. She, she needs a good songwriter. Why she gives me this That's girl? Hit Babyface up. See if he busy because. Come on. Um, Kelly Rowland has been making the same kind of songs for a long time. And I want her to stop because she's better than this. So, she's, I just, I think she's just trying to cater to her audience because her audience is looking for that. Who? I'm not. Well, you're not her audience. I am her audience. Well, now if she's been making this kind of music all the time, you don't want it anymore. Maybe not. You're right. <laughs> I love Kelly Rowland. I want to support her, but I'm no, just a racist. But she's making this kind of music the whole time. and Somebody wants it. It's not me. Her, her audience. I don't think they want it either, but go off. Um, Beyonce, I think, is she gets her formula from Jay Z. I think right. it's before, because Jay Z formula is like the single or the song that they put out is really like the more catchy song. Mm-hmm. And um, number one, number two, it's her audience. Wants to her to hear like do like adult songs mm-hmm. and everything, but they always want her once in a while to just talk her nonsense. Just right. say I'm mad fly and better than everybody else. Right, and which I, is fine. Which is where the song comes from. Right, but she's done a, like she's done a number of them like back to back, and so we're just like, okay, we get it, Beyonce. You're the bomb. You're the ish. You're the cast man. We get it, girl. Now let's get back to what she, you are actually. She'll do that when she gets an album. She's not gonna do it for singles. She needs to do it for singles because we as she's her, not ready. But what I'm saying, that's fine. She doesn't have. But what I'm saying is that as a as a listening audience, we're over it now. Like we're just like, girl, when are you going to give when us? When you say we, you are not a Beehive member. I'm not a Beehive member, but I am a fan of music, correct? And I like Beyonce's music, correct? For the most part, but it's like I feel like lately she's been giving me this like Suffer lazy Beehive. rap. Stuff for Beehive, huh? Stuff for Beehive. The Beehive don't like it either because the Beehive doesn't like Jay Z. So whenever she does a tour with Jay-Z or a song with Jay-Z to be happy, like, nah, listen. Yeah, song with Jay-Z, yes. Ugh. They like this one. No, they don't. The Beehive doesn't like this. They're like, sis, you came out here to do this? This is what you came here to do? The Beehive don't like this. Are you, I'm, I'm sure. I've said a lot about this kind of story. Gabby ain't said nothing about it. The Beehive don't like this. This is because Gabby? <laughs> Gabby is the Beehive president. If Gabby didn't say it's lit, because <laughs> right. Gabby usually be in my face like, sis, did you see? Gabby ain't said boo. I ain't seen her post nothing on the socials. Gabby don't like this. So as far as I'm concerned, Beehive not checking for it. And I'm not either. <laughs> I, to be completely honest. I've seen a lot of positive comments about this Those song. people are crazy. Um, <laughs> but I don't I don't like it. I've seen a lot of positive comments about this show. Because people just ain't excited to have something from her in this time. But we we as a general pop, we don't care nothing about this. That's right. Um, just be honest. Beehive and Beehive adjacent, we don't care. Um, I just I just don't understand why they keep doing this. Because a lot of this music doesn't age well. 
Like, at this point, you should be putting out stuff that ages well. I'm not saying everybody got to be Whitney Houston, but if Whitney was alive right now, Whitney could do any of her songs. She could do any of them. Because it aged well. And I feel like that's my problem with, like, Beyonce. is like, you're putting out music, but it's like, it doesn't age well. Like, you look nuts doing Drunk in Love now. You look nuts doing it when you put it out. But you look even more nuts now, trying to go on a tour and do Drunk in Love. Like, sis, you got three kids. You somebody, Cut it out. No. No. Just, no. Stop, stop it. And I feel like Brandy has not put out a quality project since 211. And I'm just like, sis, what, what's happening here? You're better than this. And Kelly, I want Kelly to believe in herself more and give us better stuff because she don't have to live the way she's living. I mean, she put out music like she don't have to, which she doesn't. But like, I feel like if you're going to put out music, whenever you do, just put out something quality. Not this trash. I don't need it. Um, but I love all three of you. I do. They're all great. Um... Now moving on to um, being uplifting to women because, you know, people might say I just dragged some people just now. So just to be uplifting. Um, Erica Scott, I mean, oh, Erica Scott. Erica, Erica Badu Scott. versus Jill Scott. The first female versus uh, battle. Um, who, you got, who you got? Who you got? Who, who you got? I got in the battle. It's coming on May 9th, um, 7 p.m. on the Instas. Um, who I got in this battle? Um, I'm leaning towards Jill. And I'm only leaning towards Jill because I've seen Jill perform in person and that lady gave a concert. Okay, I went for free, but I would have paid her for what she gave me. It was amazing. And uh, I guess I'm not as hip to Erica's music. Like, I know she got I, stuff. I'm, I'm very hip to Erica's music. But I'm not as hip to Erica's music. I, I, I think... Um, and I don't know. I think I like Jill better per, as a person. Which is also why I might I say think, I think it's gonna be a very good battle. I think it's, it's gonna be good. They're gonna give me. It's, they're it's gonna, gonna give us right. joints. It's gonna be very. It's gonna be very close. They're I'm leaning a little more to Erica, but I think that people. I think a lot of people are leaning towards Erica, but I think Jill's gonna shock a lot of people. Yeah, Jill, Jill's gonna give her a run for her money. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be close. Gonna I'm be pulling really for Jill because Jill got some bops. And yeah, she 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 has she has a lot of bops that people like. Um, I think Jill might battle better. Probably her songs might hit hit stronger for a battle. Mm-hmm. But Erica does have a lot of good. Um, I battles. mean, I would argue that Jill is probably the more commercial of the two artists. That's why I said that. That's what I'm saying. And um, you know, there's certain songs that she has that are just like iconic. Like yes, Erica has um on and on Tyrone. Tyrone. Like, Tyrone's probably the last song. She yeah. But like Jill has like Golden, Long Walk, um, is it like she's just got certain songs that are just like because because but like I because but I I can see what song can go like I don't know if there's one song for either of them mm-hmm. that they wouldn't have a song to go against right like I feel like it will be a very good battle and it, it'll be very close because like like I feel like Tyrone will go against Long Walk and I, if, the, if those two battle I don't know who will win yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm gonna be watching though. I'm oh, ready. Like, I'm ready so to get my I, Neo, I, I, I'm I, ready to get my Neo Soul life. I'm about to go see if I can find me some frankincense, um, to just burn because you know set the mood and stuff. That's right. Um, I need a head wrap. Um, that's right. What? I'm trying to set the mood. Um, so frankincense <laughs> head wrap. Um, do we need the hashish for um right, the function? Let's move on. I'm just trying to find out. Like we don't have to like in like intake it personally, but just you know. For fragrance purposes. Fragrance purposes? Yes, for fragrance purposes. We're going to move on. We got to get our, our outfits for the function. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, you know, what I was going to wear to Dance Africa, I guess I could wear that to the 
to the thing because you know yeah i gotta i just gotta get a head wrap though or you know what maybe i'll get some really big africa earrings just you know vibes and shea butter i got shea butter so i'm, I'm set on that I'm, I'm set up um you got a dashiki we can do this we can do it that's fine we can be prepared i'm just saying you got to come to the function ready you know um so this week in navy news because you know last week i didn't talk about robin which is you know unprecedented here at this podcast um so it's word on the street is that rihanna has an amazon documentary coming out sometime this year um apparently uh she got a 25 dollar million deal uh with amazon 25 million dollars <laughs> sorry i didn't realize what i said 25 million dollar deal with amazon for the rights to this documentary so um in the documentary she's supposed to be talking about you know all stuff related to her personal and professional life. So she's talking about, you know, um, her albums, recording those. She's talking about, you know, making her book. She's talking about um, the Guava Island that she made with um, Donald Glover that was also on Amazon Prime. And she's also talking about um, her um, relationship with uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation. and Basically, she's going to be spilling all of the tea allegedly um that and they've been working on this uh for over two years so it's a lot of a lot of content that's gonna be on on there so um that uh that will be very interesting whenever it comes out i want to see it um i got my amazon prime membership up to date so um whenever um, robin um releases it for the girls i will be there um, watching and ready to um, take it all in because, you know, <laughs> it's the Navy. Come on. Um, so keep your eyes open for that. I'm sure when the date is released, I'll be back here reporting live um, with my commentary on the Rihanna documentary on Amazon Prime. I just hope in the documentary she gives us an album date because I'm still waiting. Um, still waiting. I, You know, I bump anti every now and again because I'm like, this might be the last one she ever gives us. So, you know, Still waiting. Still waiting. Um, so I know y'all have all been at the house, quarantines and whatnot, watching watching a lot of shows. So I have two Netflix recommendations for y'all. And if y'all have recommendations to us, let us know. So this past weekend, I watched Never Have I Ever, which is a show written by Mindy Kaling from The Mindy Project and from The Office. Um, it's starring a South Asian girl. It's like a high school soap opera drama kind of show. It's kind of a comedy, too. It's actually quite funny. Um, so it's a South Asian girl. She's Indian. Um, and her two friends who are, I think one's Chinese, one's uh, Latina slash black. No, she's she's biracial. She's biracial because in one of the episodes, the mom is black, the dad is white. So it's a very interesting. It's a very interesting show. I didn't think I would be into it, but it's actually really funny. The comedy is really my, my cup of tea. And the topics that it covers on the show are like very very like intense over the course of 10 episodes so if you're looking for something to watch that's funny thought-provoking good good conversation starter never have i ever go watch it thank me later um if you want to see like some cool stunts and people getting shot up um extraction is also a good one i watched this weekend with um what's his name chris hemsworth chris hemsworth the one that plays thor in the marvel movies he is in that very exciting. If you're into shoot 'em up, you know, that, that kind of stuff, it's a good deal. Um, 
there are a couple other things I want to get into, um, but I haven't watched yet. Um, we started watching, um, what's the, the bad, bad education on HBO and it's featuring, um, it's Hugh Jackman and what's the name? Allison Janney, I think is her name. And they're talking about some scandal that had happened with the Roslyn, um, school district. Somebody was stealing a whole bunch of money. We haven't finished it yet, but, um, that looks good. It's very, very Long Island. And if you're from Long Island, you will absolutely appreciate it. Um, but we like it so far. Um, anything else? That you've that you've seen, or that you got to that, that you're interested in seeing, um, on these here, um, internets. No, I mean, um, there's just there's just so much content. It's like, what else? What else am I, am I doing? What else is there to do other than watch things on, on the, uh, on the Netflix, uh, on the Netflix situation? Because that's what we do all day. Work. We sit at home and watch Netflix because what else? What else does one do? People keep telling me about Ozark, but I don't think I can take it. Like, I, I don't think I can. I just, I just can't. No, what great. Nah, it just, it just seems like once you've seen one drug show, you've seen them all, and I'm just kind of like, okay, that's enough. Ozark looks like, like uh, Breaking Bad meets House of Cards, and I'm, I'm fine. I couldn't take either one of those shows, so I'm fine. I heard Money Heist is good. Money Heist works. After a while, House of Cards got weird. Um, it did, and then you know we found out Kevin Spacey was out here, you know, being rapey. Um, so yeah, I know that. I'm going on beef. It's content that extra show. No, the content that extra show was good, but after a while, it got weird. I was like, oh, okay, so we just we just not going. Okay, all right. I heard Money Heist is good, so I got that on my agenda to watch next. And I started trying to watch Snowfall on Hulu. I don't know, y'all. I want to support um, black people. And, you know, I know John Singleton directed it or whatever, but I'm just like, I am drug showed out, I think. I think after going through six seasons of Power, I can't take no more drug shows. I think I need a break. Because I tried. I tried. I'm going to give it one more episode before I make a final decision. But I watched two and I was like, eh. I'm all right on Snowfall, which I'll keep saying is good, so I'm going to give it a try. Anything else? Nah. Nah, that's all I had. All right. Ready for the BLM T-Tips, 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 T-Tips. Number seven for 10 things small business owners should be doing while in quarantine. We're at number seven, and number seven is increase your contact list. Acquiring emails, phone numbers, and addresses is a great way to increase your chances for future contracts and sales. During this downtime, it might be a good idea to look at different ways that you can increase your clients and customers. Here are some ways you can increase your contact list. Number one, advertise coupons for subscribing on your social media. Number two, free gifts for people who fill out a membership form. Number three, utilize every door direct mail on the USPS website to advertise to everyone in a specific area. Number four, Create an affiliate program that will give incentive to the people who refer your company. Number five, ask for customer feedback about your services or products. Number six, run promotion on partner websites. Number seven, host an online webinar. Number eight, create a forum or blog that people can subscribe to. All right. What's happening? So I'm here scrolling on my phone and what pops up 
Nicolas Cage is set to become Tiger King. Why? <laughs> That's why I started laughing. Apparently, Netflix is making Netflix is getting to this money. Okay, I can't even be mad. Netflix is making a scripted series about Joe Exotic, and Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic. I'll be tuning in whenever Netflix do this <laughs> thing. I got to see this. I thought about Nicolas Cage in a month of Sundays, and so <laughs> to see it pop up on my timeline, I'll be tuning in. Thank you, Netflix. Thank that's you. Right. I pray that Jesus will spare my life so I can watch this this Nicolas Cage as, as Joe Exotic. Yeah, that's what it's for. What? Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying to see something because I think this is. Funny. It's, it's time to go. Chris. It uh, is time to go. <laughs> I don't. I don't make the news. I just report it. All right. Um. I thank don't. you so much for everybody participating mm-hmm. and listening to our podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate all you do, and thank you so much for everything. We love you guys. Thank and you so much. And on that note, we bid you adieu. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh, uh huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast.